So forehand strike, it's a new sport, and it's played with on pickleball courts. Pickleball courts. Spencer showed me this sport today, and we're going to talk about it for a little bit. Yeah. So I think we should start with, well, first let's explain what it is real quick. So it looks like a mixture of handball and pickleball. Which I didn't even know what handball was. I had no oh, idea really? what that was. I'd never heard of it. Handball is actually pretty fun. I've, it's been years since I've played, but it's kind of a fun game. But you wear a glove, and the ball is bigger than a tennis ball. They say it's like a dense foam. I haven't played. They call it forehand strike, which what do you think about the name, first of all? That is so lame. It's pretty bad. Yeah. You think the name pickleball is bad. <laughs> uh, forehand strike is way worse. But let us know in the comments what you think about the name. Then, uh, so, it's just basically, I don't know if you can play doubles. I didn't you can play know. doubles. Oh, you can? I looked at a lot of it. Oh, okay. So, you can play doubles or singles. The video that I sent you was singles. And, I don't know, it's kind of interesting. Like, we could be those upset tennis players and be mad that people are taking over the court, but... To be honest, I kind of want to play it a little bit. It sounds fun to play. <laughs> yeah. And I bet it's challenging. Because what it, what, the reason that they called it forehand strike, it was this guy invented it while he was in college. He was playing as like an intramural. He was in a tennis class. Oh. And so he invented it there. He was like, oh, this gives people an opportunity to not break the bank and still play tennis, essentially. And then he was like, okay, tennis court's too big. We move on to a pickleball court. <laughs> and so uh, they've been playing on pickleball courts. And hmm. essentially it's called forehand strike because from what I saw, you can't hit the ball with the back of your hand. You can only hit it with the front of your hand. And so if you want to hit a forehand on your dominant side, obviously you just hit a normal forehand. And then you have to hit a non-dominant forehand on your backhand side. So at the lower levels, they have levels. Already, it started in 2023, but at the lower levels, everybody's just running around their backhand, hitting their More. dominant forehand. Yeah. But at at the higher level, I actually watched a U.S. Open match. It was like the U.S. Open finals. No one was there, oh. just cameras. And I don't know if they made any money, but it looks fun, super fun. But both the guys look like they're ambidextrous, hitting forehands and backhands. And like the main strategy was. Because you can serve and volley, there's no third shot. It's more like tennis. So they serve underhand off of a bounce serve, and then the returner would always lob it to try to get it over the person's head because they just rush the net. So it's a huge advantage to serve. Yeah. And you switch every two serves. So it's not like you win the point no and serve, what. and it's rally scoring as well. You switch every two serves. Kind of like table tennis. And it looks like they're playing with a spike ball. Yeah, that looks about the size, but it says it looks a, heavier. It says it's a dense foam, so it's foam. Okay, it's heavier. Yeah, I uh, took a screenshot of it here. It says uh, also on another note. It says there's no kitchen, and so there's no non-volley zone, even though the non-volley zone is there. It's it's played completely on pickleball courts. With the same height of a pickleball net. Which is so funny. Which is interesting. I wonder why they don't allow anything on the back of the glove. Like, it seems like that would be a way to make the game more fun. And I have no idea if that's a rule. I just saw 
I watched a ton of it and never once did I see them hit a backhand. Yeah. Seems like the glove has an extra something on the front of it. It does, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it just says the ball is a dense foam that's built to last for fast rallies. So we know that much about it at least. But some of the comments on here are super funny. <laughs> um, so I just wanna just wanna go over a couple of these comments and uh, <laughs> uh, read them. <laughs> this one says people will do anything but play tennis. <laughs> yeah, I actually read that one. Yeah. So it's like it's like finally <laughs> another people are figuring out how us pickleball players feel with with all the tennis hate. That's what's funny is it's like it's literally all of us pickleball players taking over tennis and all these tennis players being upset and now we're going to walk on courts where people are playing singles forehand strike. <laughs> We're going to be like, get off the court. Off. <laughs> okay, side note. Uh, this story just came to my mind. So we were playing at some courts. This is probably six months ago. Not you and I, but okay. I was playing with some people, some guys on the courts. They invited me. And there's a park security guard, guard there, and he's making sure that everybody only plays for one hour, and then he comes and he kicks oh, you yeah. off. Okay. At Stonebridge. Yeah, and he tried to kick us off early. I got in a fight with the guy. All three of the guys that were playing with me decided to just back out and say nothing, of course. So I was on my own. <laughs> anyway, anyway, I end up calling this guy's manager because I just kind of lost my cool. <laughs> and long story short, finally, we leave. The court is still sitting empty. Um, no one on it, and I, I actually leave before they do, and then one of my friends calls that was that's stuck around. He's like, they're playing badminton on the court. Like, no. <laughs> they were playing badminton. Let them take our court, the one court that was available. And no. No, that's beyond the mark, dude. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe I know. Who, what friend a, was this? A little bit how the tennis players feel. Feel? Yeah, Jordan, who you've played with before Jordan. in the past from uh, North Dakota. But <laughs> anyway, trying to remember him, I don't know. That I really upset me after I was already upset. So, I mean, I can kind of feel for tennis players a little bit how pickleball, you know, they always say is taking over their courts, stop taking our courts, blah, blah, blah. So we could be that way if we wanted to with forehand strike. But honestly, this looks kind of fun, and I kind of want to try it. Yeah, I definitely so, want to try it. I don't want I don't want them taking my court though. That's yeah, for sure. No. If I go, if I roll up to Little Valley and there's <laughs> out of the 32 courts, there's people like imagine just half of them. People are just playing with their hands. I would just be like, "Sorry, we got paddles that we paid for. Let's get out of here." <laughs> Meanwhile, they're playing with gloves. It'd be an interesting dynamic though. Let's see here. That would be a battle. <laughs> this this comment said didn't think there was anything dumber than pickleball until I saw this. <laughs> funny is funny. I well, like pickleball. I don't like hate on pickleball, but, but well, it's funny. true. Like pickleball's so nerdy. <laughs> the fact that we play, it's because it's fun. But it's yeah. like I think everybody knows it's a little nerdy. But then all of a sudden, now, yeah, he's totally right. Yeah. Something's nerdier. <laughs> Uh, here's another thing on the gloves. It said the gloves not only give you wrist support, 
The ball comes at you fast, so the silicone padding creates more friction, giving you more control of the direction of the ball. Yeah, that's interesting. So It's kind of like a paddle surface on there. Yeah. Essentially. Uh, yeah. I haven't seen what it looks like. It seems to be about the size of the palm of the hand, but it comes all the way up through your fingers or something. Yeah, but I think you can still spin with your fingers. Have, have movement on your fingers, but I, I don't I don't even know that. So maybe we'll we'll try it and let people know. Um yeah, this is kind of the same idea. This this guy said, Imagine if this sport blew up and started taking over pickleball courts across the country and Just every imagine. pickleball player got furious at this dumb sport taking over their precious courts. That would be the most epic reverse Uno card in history. <laughs> yeah, that was good. So, uh, my funniest comment, do I dare read it? Yeah, you're going to read it. (laughs) (laughs) Unfortunately, Spencer read this before we started the podcast, but we were dying. (laughs) Just got to share it. So, sometimes you just got to go to the hidden comments, and some comments are hidden for a reason. (laughs) So, I just happened to open it up. (laughs) We were talking about how there's always hidden comments on our channels, and whenever we undo the hidden comments, it's like, why was that hidden in general? We have no idea. There, but this one we know. There's never anything inappropriate. Yeah. yeah. It's because it says the word pickle, I think. <laughs> this this one was hidden for a reason, but it's, <laughs> it's funny, so I'm sharing it. This dude said, still waiting for penis ping pong. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was funny, man. That was funny. Anyway. It's coming. Forehand strike. Look look for it at a court near you. Uh, hopefully it doesn't take over pickleball. I love pickleball, but honestly, uh, I can't get mad at these guys. Can't. I, I kind of want to try it, so we'll see. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of future fights, I'd imagine, because I think people will really pick it up. I don't know. But you watch the U.S. Open final. Nobody's there. It's just people filming that's there, and there's announcers and everything. Wow, what a shot. And it's just forehand like, strike. Like... Wow, something more boring than watching pickleball. Who'd have known? <laughs> yeah. Who would have known? But it's like you can see these guys are all beginners anyway, even the people at the U.S. Open, yeah. because it was created in 2023. So it's like they'll shank a backhand, meaning they'll like r- roll weird off of their hand. They'll shank it off their hand. It's like you're not going to see that in five years from now. Right. I bet the guys are insanely good. That's what's interesting too. That's another topic, but... Sports like pickleball, people will see it that play tennis only, and they'll say, I'd destroy that guy. Like, he's so bad. But you don't understand any sport, no matter how ridiculous it looks, if you play it a lot, you're going to be insanely good at it. And And people just don't understand that. It's like watching these people at the U.S. Open, I'm like, I feel like I could beat them, but I'll guarantee you they'd destroy me, even though they've only been playing for six months longer than me, considering I haven't played, but... It looks like you'd destroy them, but it's like if you play something for a long period of time, you're going to be good at it. Yeah, and I think that's why, I don't know, kind of the, the same thing. I think that's why pickleball got super popular too, is because anyone that watched it was like, oh, I can play that. Exactly. And like, oh, not only could I play that, I'm going to beat that guy. Yeah, that's a good point. You, you know? Do you know that there's an ad that always pops up? I'm sure everybody else gets it. It's always like, well, there's tons of them, but they're games on your phone. And the person who's playing the game is half dumb, is what they make it seem like. Where it's like, if you go through path, the path to the right, and let's say it's a shooter game, and you gain shooters by going to the path to the right, 
and then you lose shooters by going to the path to the left, mm-hmm. they pick the path to the left. And then it like frustrates you and you're like, so you are they really, suck. And yeah. then you're like, all right, give me this game. Excellent point. And then you just get pulled into it. I, I think yeah. that that was your point though. That's what I'm saying. That's a really, really good point. Cause that's what pickleball is. It looks ridiculous. And then you get out and play and you're like, oh yeah, this isn't bad. And then you play against someone that's been playing for a couple of years. And you're like, this is really bad. Yeah. Like I'm, you go out there and lose to grandpa Francis. And then yeah. like, Cause he dinked. Yeah. It's like, wait, what? He hit soft and beat you? Yeah. I mean, that probably contributed to the popularity, too. It's like, I'm not going to get beat by this old guy. I'm going to practice this sport. And that's, you know what? This is, this is, (laughs) this is, in a a weird way, it's like mind boggling (laughs) that that's literally how it worked. If you think about it. Yeah. That has to be how it worked. Hopefully people understand those video games. Have you seen ads for those? Yeah. Stupid shooter games or whatever. Yeah. And so it just pulls you in because it's like. What are you doing? Or I can do this. What's that Wordle one? I think it's called Wordle. But you connect letters. There's three letters, and it's T-A-C. So then it's like, okay, it spells tack, and then it also spells one other word, and they just can't seem to figure it out. It's like, <laughs> really? <laughs> and then you just get on that screen, and you're like, cat. You just plug yeah. it in. But... Anyways, I think An we've act. talked about this for too long. You pulled me and I want to play now. <laughs> we found three words out of a three out of three letters. And and that game actually the the ad at the end says, Whatever you do, don't upset Granny. If you know, you know. But that's what it says. It's really weird. Oh, just randomly? Yeah, don't upset Granny. And so you're like, wait, what's that mean? And then you're like, let's figure this well, out. Let's click on that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, a lot of those Same things. Same with pickleball, don't upset Granny. You know what I mean? Hmm. Playing against grannies. Yeah. Yeah, I mean just going and losing to them that's that was not cool. So you just have to get good at it. And now I just love it. So one more thing, sorry. This is totally different. We're moving on from that conversation anyway, but China announced, I don't know, their prime minister or whatever it was, announced that they will build 10,000 pickleball courts within the next 5 years and they'll have over 100 million people playing. Insane. Which is insane. I don't even know how many people play pickleball, but I'm pretty sure it's less than 100 million, isn't it? Yeah. And, I mean, if you think about China, what what I've heard, and this is only like in passing, is that they're going to try to like keep Chinese players in China and let them get super good and figure out the game and then come and then and send them all over. Not let them practice or see how they play versus... So they could be playing the game completely different. Wow. Then we play it. You know what I mean? Yeah, that would be really interesting. Without any influence on dinking or something. Yeah, I mean, it could just be the Chinese takeover. I mean, you see some of these sports. I don't even know what that sport is called, where it's basically a volleyball net, but you can only use your feet. Yeah. These guys are spiking it over with their feet. Like talk or something. Like volleyball is hard enough as it is, but if you're doing it with your feet only, you know what I mean. So it could be one of those things where they're just like super good, or it could be, you know, that they haven't played anyone in the U.S. and then they finally end up playing them and and we smash them. But I don't know. Ben Johns will smash anybody. <laughs> Let's <laughs> be real. <laughs> It'd be interesting to see. So I don't know. He's getting passed up lately. You can feel it coming. <clears throat> I think so. Too. Getting close. I wonder how long it will last. I mean, I still wouldn't bet against him at this point. For sure. But it could be the start of... I think it is. People are giving him a run Christian for Christian Alshon. Money. 
Oh, yeah, tons of people. Are Christian Alshon will be really good. Jack Sock is going to be the best. Still. Well, in singles, too. You have Jaume Martinez. Yep. Who's the guy that took him out. Jack Sock will eventually get there. Avatar Airbender guy. What's his name? Holds a oh. full Western. Yeah. Uh, just yeah, swings it as hard as he can. It's a, it's a Y, yeah. I can't yeah. think of it either. Yang. Um. We'll have him on the pod. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we need to call him up. He's he's freaking he's wicked. Got, he's got the tennis grunts and everything. I mean, he hits the ball hard. That's um, what I would imagine. Chinese takeover is just straight up hitting the ball hard, zero dinking, insanely fast hands. And maybe, I mean, maybe they do. That's the thing, though. You know. just can't hit a ball hard when it's two inches off the ground coming from Ben John's dink. Maybe. I mean, you can hit it hard, but it's going out. <laughs> yeah. Like I've I've even heard Ben John say before, and this has been a little bit. We, pickleball is so new that we don't even know if we're playing it right yet. Yeah, that's you know? true. Like it could be, say, ten years from now, maybe even twenty years from now, if pickleball continues to grow, it could look completely different. I, I bet it will. Right now, yeah. Like maybe dinking's not even a thing. People would just be but, so talented by then. Yeah, because I mean we're seeing some talent some talent right now but there's just going to be some insane people come in that have been playing their whole life yeah it could be completely different i mean you think about like especially when rules change too like think about how the nba how rules have changed over time and they've been more lenient you know now you can take 50 steps and call it a crab walk (laughs) you know what i mean if you had our nba rules and our modern nba players with their athleticism versus old NBA rules and old players, I mean, they're going to just destroy them. It's just a completely different game. So, I don't know. I think it'll be that way, but but let's enjoy it while we can. Yeesh. Yeah, so that's interesting. 100 million players in China in the next five years. That's unbelievable. That's good. That's good news for us. That's a third of the U.S. What do we have? Wow, is that really? Over 300 million people in the U.S.? that's right. I couldn't remember. Did we count? I remember it was three-something. Like 30 million, 3 million. <laughs> it's like the population yeah. of Utah. <laughs> oh, yeah, 300. No, what is the population of Utah? It's way more than that, probably. Population of Utah, I would bet, is around 2 million. Don't quote me on that. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. I'm just thinking 300 million. Where are all the people at? California? Uh, Let's look I this gotta up. I got to look it up. Yeah. <laughs> I'm guessing 10. 10 mil. I'm guessing 2. I guess there's 50 states, huh? Yeah. I guess eight, eight million. Because if you think of like, um, so I know California is the most populated. It's more oh. than Texas. So Utah is showing three point three million. Three point three. Huh? So I I think California has around forty million. Uh, either Texas <laughs> or Florida is in second with like twenty million or something like that. Montana's in last. Yeah, That's one all of I know. Or last. maybe not Montana. What? Maybe no. like South Dakota or no, it is Montana. Wyoming or one of those. Yeah, they yeah, had nobody. Pretty low, but anyway, we went off on a little tangent there. Should we keep talking about populations or pickleball? <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about the population of pickleball. But if you think about it, what would be a smart thing for me and Spencer to do is create other YouTube channels starting within the next year or two or or shorter. Uh, in different languages. Spencer speaks Spanish. And I'm yeah. not saying we speak that language, but 
hire someone to speak Mandarin over our voices. Yeah. I think. Oh, because it's definitely growing. They just had the pickleball thing in India. Uh, the Did they? The APP helped sponsor it. I watched uh, some of it because some of the pros went over there to help support, you know. And Wow. Those people are pumped to play pickleball, man. Like, it's just crazy. So it was wow. mainly showing, like, the pros play on center court or whatever, you know. But then it did, I got a few clips of, like, lower-level games, and people are intense wanting to win. And they stormed the court after this team won. That's what's great about pickleball <laughs> is no matter what level you are, I feel like you're just into it. Yeah. It's like a 2.5 gold medal is just as important to the people that are 2.5 as it is to Ben Johns getting his 100th gold medal yeah. in the pros. Yeah, for sure. Just as important. Oh. Probably more important. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's interesting. India. Huh. Well, it's growing. That's good. Yeah, it's huge. I like to hear that it's growing. Canada is another big one. And then uh, I've heard like England is growing a lot. What else did I hear? Sweden. And if you look at our, uh, I need to look at them again. It's been a little while. Look at the people that listen to the podcast. It's interesting to look it at It shows the, you where they're the at. Countries. I didn't Australia know that. Australia is another one that's big right now. Wow. Yeah, I, I have one long. person on my app from New Zealand. Oh, one really? person. Yeah. Because I can see like who's paid basically. Uh-huh. But yeah, she's from New Zealand. And then I had someone. My app is down right now under construction until the 22nd. And someone messaged me, emailed me from Puerto Rico and was like, hey, it's not available in my country. How do we change that? Wow. So interesting. Someone from Puerto Rico yeah. is just killing it right now. Yeah, I think it's cool. It's nice to be able to help and just spread the pickleball word, uh, word too. Yeah, yeah, I wish it wasn't called pickleball. I feel like it wouldn't get that bad of a rap. At least it's not called forehand strike. Yeah, I can't like that. Just can't be the name. That's that's a brand name. Yeah, that's forehand gotta, strike. That's got to change. It's too long. Like four ball, yeah. forehand ball, something yeah. simple. Even forehand alone would be better than forehand. Forehand strike. <laughs> I don't know. That's pretty bad. <laughs> Let's go play forehand. All right. Uh, in the comments, give us some new names, and we'll pass them along to forehand strike. Yeah, we'll reach out to them. <laughs> I think they have like a thousand followers right now. They'd love it. Yeah, yeah, but they would. Anyway, next thing that we we're going to talk about is the serve in pickleball, not forehand strike. <laughs> yeah. hey, we're well, back to pickleball. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of forehand strike, actually, <laughs> I'm just playing. So pickleball, I feel like the serve is a very big talk, talked about topic right now, and people are very focused on the specific rules of the serve and such like that. We're not going to talk about any of that. We've already killed that horse, right? <laughs> Many times. Yeah. <laughs> if that's the saying. <laughs> Beat a dead horse. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> We've already killed that horse. That's how much we beat it. <laughs> <laughs> it was already dead, but we beat it dead again. <laughs> we need to make an announcement. We, we do not harm any animals on yeah. this podcast. Full disclosure, we kill the horse. <laughs> um, anyways, serve. Yeah, so what we wanted to talk about is the importance of three things, okay? In order. First of all, spin. Second of all, power. And third, depth. 
and we want to place these in their most important areas based off of what Ben Johnson said and based off of just playing in general. What's the most difficult to play against? So Spencer, if you were to order those three, spin, power, and depth, in order from least to greatest, what would it be? What's most? What's least important to most important to you? For me personally? Yeah. For me personally, I pick depth first. Um, I always think depth is big. Uh, and then spin, and what's the other one? Speed? What is it? Yep, pace. Pace. I prefer pace. <laughs> See, <laughs> yeah. sorry, I said speed there. How, how, how dare, dare you? <laughs> I'm gonna leave now. Uh, okay, so I'm gonna say depth first for me, and then, man, I mean, I I'm gonna have to say spin, even though they keep taking away rules that don't allow spin, and then pace. Um, if you can, if you can really dial in that spin, but. What do I know? I mean, you'd know better than me. Yeah, I'm the same as you. Is depth first, though? I would I would put depth first. Okay. For sure. There's nothing harder than a deep serve coming at you. If it lands on the baseline, it's tough. chances are people are missing that shot 90% of the time, especially because a lot of fences are too close. And it's skipping off the line or whatever. Yeah. And then the next thing would be spin as well. Because with topspin, you can get that ball to bounce high. So with topspin, it's going to kick upwards. It's a very common misconception. People think topspin makes it go to the ground faster, which it makes it go back to the ground, but off the bounce, it makes it kick upwards. That's what topspin does. Underspin, on the other hand, makes the ball skid and stay low. So yeah, it stays low, and then it rises with underspin. So it's like, yeah, technically you are correct but it's going to be lower with underspin than it is with topspin. So spin would be second because if you can get it deep and bouncing high, there's nothing more difficult than hitting a shoulder high return that's landing on the baseline. Yeah, That's my most difficult shot by far. And if I play singles against someone that doesn't have a serve that can go high and deep, I feel like I've never lost, honestly, to someone that doesn't have a good, a good yeah. high deep serve. Because it's just so easy to return. Especially deep. And then speed would be last. I mean, speed's really good, but if it's low and fast, I feel like I can counter punch it just as fast back. Not just as fast, but I can easily get it back even if it's fast. So yeah, we got the same order going on. But I, th- I just think it's, it's really interesting. Certain players, there's a guy in town that hits really deep with tons of topspin, and it gets that height on there. Super difficult to play singles against him just because of that because he'll just reel off points where it's just missed return, missed return, missed return because you have to have a good return in singles and it has to go deep. And so you're overcompensating. But we have the same order. Yeah, because I don't want to make this about the return. I know this is about the serve. Did you notice, I don't know if you got to watch much of this last pro tournament, PPA, Desert Ridge, in singles, I watched out of, it. Out of all the people that advanced in singles, only one player was still hitting. And we've talked about this before on the pod, on the podcast. One player was still hitting slice backhand returns. Okay, he's the only one that made it far enough. Everyone else, they're hitting top spin returns because those backhand returns, especially in singles, are getting 
pummeled um, after the fact. And we've talked about why before. If you hit a slice backhand return, you're really setting up the opponent for a forehand because it's already spinning in the direction that they want it to spin, right? But I want you to guess who you think that, that player is. There's there's only one. They're sticking with it, man, which was surprising. And I Jay. it caused them to lose. Nope. Okay. Um, they were in the quarters, semis. And I and Jay has been working on, I've seen him hit way more two-handers lately. And he's, he's gotten just, great. He just won bronze. and Coming uh, out of nowhere, he's coming back. Time, yeah. So he's working on his two-hander, and his returns are more topspin. But who he played for bronze, who lost, is Tyson McGuffin. Oh, that's right. I'm telling you the reason that he lost is he continues to stay in that old way of his slice backhand returns. Yeah, I can see it. He wasn't necessarily on for the bronze medal match. He played better coming up to that. But I just think that was he lost to Jay because, and that's probably the first time he's actually lost to Jay that that I've seen. And and Jay is playing the best I've ever seen him play. He's playing now. Which is awesome to see. And he has a new paddle that's actually rock carbon fiber now. Which is really helping his game a ton. Because before he was playing with the paddle that had his name on it, they had another paddle that had raw carbon, <laughs> but he had the paddle that had his name on it that was like not helping him. Uh, wow, that thing's bad. That thing is so bad. <laughs> but the raw carbon paddle at that time would have helped him a ton. But yeah. now this one's actual raw carbon, not just like a spray grit or whatever. I didn't think about that. So yeah, that's probably helping him too. That's helping him a ton. But that's interesting because Tyson's forehand's top spin return and his backhand's this little like push nice. chip. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, Something interesting is, speaking about the return, is so many people say, now that Zane Navratil posted that video, you should just hit top spin returns. It's like, yeah, to an extent. I think if you're at the 5-0 level, you should. But anything below that, from what I found, people really struggle to return. I mean, to hit a third shot drop and a third shot drive, mostly a third shot drop on huge slice because they'll hit it right into the net it's a good point and it's same with the drive they'll hit their drive and it goes right into the net it's like i was just playing yesterday everybody there four five five oh level right around there and they were struggling with just the slice return so i'm like why would i hit topspin against these players here yeah it's not going to make sense but it's like at the yeah at the pro level it's getting that deep lobby topspin getting up to the net especially in singles is going to be super helpful so it is kind of interesting. So many people bring it up to me all the time. Like, Austin, did you hear about Zane? Navratil's video, and I'm like, what? Forehand, topspin, backhand, topspin, return? And they're like, yeah, yeah, that one. <laughs> like, yeah, I agree with it at the pro level. Yeah. And 5-0-ish level. Yeah, at higher levels for sure. And so let's circle back here. Because they struggle at low levels. And now talking about the serve, if you want to get to a higher level or you want to be able to be competitive at the higher level, your serve absolutely has to be deep at this point. You can't get away with, I think, in singles and doubles. 100%. But definitely singles, your serve has to be deep if you want to be able to compete at that level. Uh, you have to be able to manipulate the ball with spin. So if you don't have a carbon fiber paddle, you're not playing at a higher level at yeah. this point. Like, I don't I don't know who is. And then uh, pace. I mean... Most of these, especially singles, but it helps a ton in doubles. Pace is just causing, like you said, missed returns. And uh, 
anyway, you need all three of those things. To it's kind of interesting. It's kind of interesting because, yeah, you need all three. And it's like we put them in order, but it's like if you can have all three consistently, then obviously that's what you want. That's the whole sandwich, right? Yeah. So it's not really like there is an order in that case. Because it's not like you're going to be like, well, height, uh, depth's most important. So then you just hit a lob. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a flat lob. <laughs> so it is. <laughs> yeah. So all of them are equally important to an extent because you're not going to be specifically practicing just hitting with depth. Just hitting topspin. Right. Like, that's not really possible. So, but I, I think we beat that dead horse again. <laughs> <laughs> I think we get it, right? Real quick, let's talk about some ways that people can practice your ser- their serve. Nobody can, answer this. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody can answer this better than you. What are some good service drills? We've talked about some here on the podcast. I can think of one in particular. But what do you like yeah. to practice when you're practicing the serve? Yeah, so the one that you're thinking of is horse. So you play a game of horse, you can call it pickle, right? How'd you know I was thinking of that? I read minds. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we do have that brother thing. Yeah, we do. Where even if we're far apart from each other, I think we're like... Yeah, no, we really do. The same thoughts. You know how twins will say that they're like... Yeah. Anyway. We'll sometimes be thinking like brainstorming podcast ideas or something, and we'll both come up with the same thing. Yeah. Like send in a list of what we think the title of something should be. It's the exact same. Okay, what were we talking about? Pickle. <laughs> so you call it pickle, but you play it as a game of horse. So for those of you that play some hoop out there, you go, when you're playing basketball, you shoot from a particular position. If you make that shot, someone has to come shoot from that exact same position. If they miss, they would get an H for horse. Once they spell out the word horse, they're out. So for this game, it's pickle, and you set up cones at... It's hard to explain where. You can set up cones wherever you Certain want. Depths. Yeah. Just set up cones wherever or you locations. want. Locations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Depths yeah. is good. And so then you call your shot. You're saying, okay, I'm gonna go out wide, deep, if you want to make it really advanced. And so then you'd hit your serve out wide deep. If you make it, that person has to match it. Otherwise they get a P for pickle. If they get all the way through pickle before you do, they lose, you win. And vice versa. Yeah. So that's a really fun serve drill just for practicing depth. Another one is practicing hitting the ball long over and over and over again. So you're trying to hit it long, and you'd be surprised at how many serves you end up hitting in by just practicing hitting it long, and then you hone it in later. So it's like hit 100 balls trying to hit it long, and then now all of a sudden magically you have depth on your serve that you can easily get time and time again within that drilling session until you've done it so many times to where you can show up at a tournament and get depth you know, relatively consistently. That was an interesting one. I learned that from Julian Arnold. Do you know of any others? Yeah, that that one is great because, uh, I mean, it might seem obvious, you know, but f- what I figured out is from my angle where I'm serving, especially if you're cross court all the way over to the other end, you think you're hitting the ball deep, and then when you actually um, watch it on video and see where the ball lands from a different angle – like wow, I I didn't hit that deep yeah at all yeah like it's, it's interesting probably halfway through the service box, and so uh, we don't play pickle, but one that I have played, um, I have played pickle once, but another one that I do <laughs> <laughs> just to clarify. <laughs> so another one that I do is we do you set a cone. I I happen to have frisbees in my truck, so we just set frisbees on the side of the court. 
and we keep score. So one person is <laughs> serving from one end of the court. <laughs> I'm sorry, I thought the Frisbees part was funny. It's like just just some extra information. We actually have Frisbees in our car, I, I not cones. Frisbee golf Frisbees in the car. Now oh, I Frisbee golf. Okay. That. Yeah. that makes sense. <laughs> What's this guy got Frisbees in his car? Yeah, so for Frisbee golf. Anyway, you set it up three quarters into the court on one end and three quarters into the court on the other end. Three quarters deep into the service box. And so I serve from my end. If I serve and it's past the cone, I get a point. But if they return and their return is also past the cone on my side or past the Frisbee, then they get a point. So that would actually even out to 1-1. One, one. We would just keep it at zero, right? Right. Say my next serve, I serve deep enough. It's past the cone. Their return is shorter than the cone. Now it's 1-0 me. Cool. So it's kind of a serve and return drill, and that one has helped me get depth because you really think you watch the ball hit, and you're like, okay, that was past it. But the returner is the one that's going to tell you, no, you're actually just short on that. Right. So... Yeah, it's interesting seeing that angle. That yeah. that reminds me of people commenting on my videos and saying, oh, that guy stepped in the kitchen a ton of times. Meanwhile, the camera is on the back fence behind the baseline, yeah. and they're calling it on the person facing o- away from the camera, and they're saying that they're stepping in the kitchen. It's like you cannot. First of all, you can't see that in person yeah. from that angle. Second of all, you definitely can't see it on a camera. The camera is going to distort everything majorly. It's like you can see the sidelines kind of on a camera. I used to think people were cheating when I would when I first started watching pickleball on YouTube. Yeah, why are they? I did too. What cheaters? And I figured out my angle is so bad. The ball was probably a foot out. Yep. You know, not a foot, but I'm exaggerating. But probably six inches out. You know. And yeah. I just couldn't see calling it. it on like we're calling it on the back line. It's like, no, we have the worst possible angle. We can't see the line when it lands. Yeah. yeah so <laughs> Yeah, it's funny. But there were some some that were unmistakably cheating back then. I remember. I remember <laughs> yeah. watching and just being like, yeah, no. Nah. <laughs> That's sure. way in. But not all the ones that I thought were cheating. Otherwise it would be everybody. So <laughs> But yeah, those are some good pointers on the serve. Anything else on the serve? No, I think we beat the dead horse today. Remember to beat your horse. <laughs> That'll uh, really help you guys hone in your pickleball game. And uh, check out forehand strike. It's almost hard to say. It's like so nerdy to say. I'm going to message the guy. Say you still have time to change the name. Change Pickleball's now. lost. Okay? <laughs> Pickleball could not be changed. You still got time. Let's make it happen. We'll have you on the pod. <laughs> There's still hope for you guys. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but thanks for tuning in, and uh, we'll see you on the next one. Later, Pickleheads.